We have Catherine Taylor here with us today uh, from the University of Louisville, and you're the basic course director there? Yes, uh, I'm in charge of approximately 35 or 40 sections of the public speaking and business and professional speaking class. I also teach the advanced public speaking class, and we run a speaker center to help students with these skills and to, to hone their skills as speakers. And I've been there a while, let's just <laughs> put it that way. A long time I've seen incredible students come through, and I've seen a lot of students, and I've taught a lot of classes, so that's all on that. <laughs> Good. So what's your, and it may have changed over the years, but right now, what's your favorite part about teaching public speaking? I think um, seeing students progress and seeing students have that moment, the, I guess it's their aha moment of um, that they can do this, that all of a sudden everything that they've learned about it just sort of falls into place and they realize that they can be a public speaker and they may not want to, but they can do it and they've got the skills and it's given them confidence to go out and uh, you know, apply for other jobs or to move into companies and to you know, work within the community with organizations or community-based um, organizations or in volunteer and know that they have the skills that will take them where they need to go. And I think that's the change that uh, we're seeing in that rethinking of public speaking. It seems like it is more in the news and you, you read uh, trends and what employers are looking for and that type of thing. And we have an article that has been in Inc. on their website, actually. I guess it might have been in the magazine as well uh, by Carmine Gallo. And it, the title of it is Public Speaking is No Longer a Soft Skill. And basically, it's, it says it's the key to success in any field because if you can become a great persuader, then you have a competitive edge in this age of ideas. Absolutely. He's so right. <laughs> he is so right. And it's nice to hear him verbalize that and put it into um, very succinct words because you know, it, the perception of it has been that it's always been, I guess he calls them a soft skill mm -hmm. or whatever, and soft skills weren't as important as hard skills and learning how to program or learning how to do the accounting work. And yet, if you can't convey your message about the accounting work or about the program that you've created or about the theater piece that you've designed, if you cannot get your message across, mm -hmm. then what good is it? to do, you have a double job because you have to work really hard for them to see any value of the other, where with the soft skills of public speaking, I can do that. And I'm not sure my whole point of anything is to persuade people, although that's what the article says. Yeah. So we reference back to that. But I mean, you, I mean, in your speeches, it could be a persuasive mm -hmm. speech and, yeah. and in many types of speeches, you're persuading whether it's an action or just to think about something the way you're thinking about Present it. Present information in a new way to get them to think. Right. Yes. So it may not be persuasion as you know it would be in a dictionary. It's definitely moving them to change. Maybe it's as simple as I'm persuading you to listen to me. <laughs> exactly. And hear what I'm saying. Exactly. You don't have to make a decision on it, but you should listen. Well, in you know, in the public schools like K through twelve. 
uh, our system set up with SBDMs or school-based decision-making councils and even there even if you just bring in new information about oh do we want to go with this program do we want to go with this test textbook you're using persuasion to show them here's the reasons why so ultimately I do think that that's that's what we're using it for and everything builds up to that but we can still be informational people so I would say you're pretty clear that you believe in the need for public speaking and oh, communication absolutely. education. What do you think about, how do you feel about certain institutions, higher education institutions that are pulling the public speaking course out of their core curriculum? Uh, I feel very, uh, I'm a little torn because I don't like to say anything against other places, but I feel sorry in some ways for students because they're not going to have this opportunity to get this apprehension or fear taken care of in a classroom and because as we go into the business world and as we read articles and we go online and look at those things or go into the business field these skills are really really important and some of the universities you know don't have time don't have the function don't have the money to be able to foster this and so I feel very blessed that I'm at the school I'm at because they really have taken uh, the need for public speaking and the importance of it and um, made that something that is not going to go away in the gen ed classes. It's a core skill that they see. And so I think the students are the ones that at those other schools, they're happy they don't have to take it, <laughs> okay? But they haven't recognized the value of it later in life. And some do choose to take the upper level courses or things mm -hmm. like that because they've seen that skill, but they're, they're still losing just a little bit of it. Well, and I think about, you know, I have my uh, degree in engineering. And if I were at a school that did not include public speaking in their core curriculum, I would have never probably had to taken that. Nor type would of you course. have taken it. No, probably not. <laughs> No. Given a choice, people are not going to go, oh, yay, let me sign up. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm forced to. I'll have to do this in order to graduate. And yet they, almost all of them at the end of the semester go, this was one of the best classes I've ever had. Yeah. Bar none. It's one of those push outside your comfort zone exactly. areas. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and maybe that happens, like you said, in a lot of cases at different institutions because of the lack of resources and the different demands they're experiencing. And, and some of the other things that they've tried to do, and I know that uh, UofL offers these uh, online public speaking courses, which when I first heard about that, it, it seems, how could that be? <laughs> how can you take something that, to me, the, the main part of it was being in front of people and then put that to where you're sitting in a room by yourself, potentially. What do you think about online courses? Uh, I think online courses um, are a part of our future, and so we have to, uh, it's never going to go back, and it is what it is, but I think then we have to, especially as teachers and as programmers like myself, have to figure out how we can best uh, give the student a face-to-face -face feel or atmosphere within the online context because it's not going to go away and um, I see some need for it especially in business when you're doing you know Skype calls or right. Zoom pieces I think it's extremely important to also have that but I personally love face-to-face -face. I don't think I would want to do an online course mm -hmm. because I 
like the people and I feel like when you have a person and audience sitting there with you the feedback you get is huge right so um, I think we have to recognize where we are and then see how we can tweak it make it more uh, accessible and more interactive for students and because of the nature of the internet now there are so many programs that we can use in that online format if we expand ourselves and we start to we being the teachers start going out and looking at all these different ways to maybe redefine public speaking mm -hmm. and I hadn't really thought of it in the context of a changing atmosphere in the professional uh, fields that people are in you may need to communicate over a computer exactly uh, where before that really wasn't uh, feasible Right. It was text communication over computer email, but video calls and that kind of thing haven't really been useful until recent years. They were too laggy and whatnot. Uh, so, well, part of one of the biggest pieces about communication or public speaking is the transactional nature, which is that it's simultaneous. And some of these programs, these uh, computer programs, allow for that now. So it does it does redefine those pieces you know and so maybe what we do is instead of calling it public speaking we take the public out of it and just call it speaking skills or some other right. title that you know because my perception when I see public speaking is I'm going to be having live people right right there with me like a TED talk <laughs> yes exactly exactly and so maybe we they're just we need to as we revolutionize some of this we have to uh, revolutionize how we think about it and how we perceive it. So do you think whether they're having an online class or in-person course, public speaking, communication, business communication, are students being prepared? Uh, and maybe it's, it's obviously not going to be the same across the board at every school, but do you feel like the way that you're teaching are students coming out prepared for the professional world? The way I teach it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no brainer on that one. I think that if we at any university or any school, whether it's K through 12, <clears throat> or a community college or private school or a public university, if we even get them some of the knowledge about public speaking and the skills and the tools to do it, then we, we are moving them towards that. I'd love more time. Yeah. I'd love more time with the students and to be able to feel like once, you know, we have them for 15 weeks in our class. And so the first part of that in the basic course is we give them the skills and then we have them do them. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have time that it was a two semester that we give them the skills and then we give them all these different settings to practice those or apply those skills. Mm -hmm. And so it would be time. You know, we have 15 weeks, we're confined by that. And so what we give is as much as we can about here are the basics of it, mm -hmm. you know, and what public speaking entails. Now practice it, and then we still send them out. So I would love time. So how do you think a class like the ones that you teach compares to, or does it compare to maybe a co-op or a real actual world experience uh, while you're in school? Do those have a place to maybe coexist or does one replace the other? No, but that's a really good idea because we could create an internship or a co-op that is public speaking based in the uh, content or uh, discipline area that the student has chosen, but it's really geared towards always doing presentations, always having this. So we could actually 
devise and develop our own internship towards it. Yeah. Kind of hmm, new thoughts. Yeah, I mean, with uh, students, more and more people are going to college. You need a competitive advantage when you come out. If you had a program geared toward giving you that kind of experience, knowing that employers are looking for that type of thing, if you had someone that was primed and ready, they've already gotten their feet wet and they've been out there a little bit and they weren't just focused on doing work, but they were focused on doing the work and communicating what they're what doing. The, yeah, why they're doing it maybe. Well, you know, there's a uh, an organization called NACE, National Association of Colleges and Employers, and if you look at the statistics or the data from them for many years now, some of the top skills that employers are asking for are communication skills, whether it is the ability to put the messages together, which would be public speaking, the listening skills, the interpersonal skills, but mostly the public speaking aspects of it. And that's what employers are really focusing on, that they want their uh, incoming uh, employees to have. So it kind of would combine that outcome, that organization saying how important it is, with putting it into uh, uh, use in, in an academic world. Mm -hmm. Part of it is that we still are, we being in <clears throat> the public speaking discipline, sometimes fight against, oh, public speaking, it's not really important. It's one of those soft skills that we don't need because mm -hmm. we do need you to know how to be a bioengineer or we need you to know how to do this. I think we need to know both. Mm -hmm. And so we're sort of fighting a precon preconceived notion of us. So that's part of the ongoing uh, you know, thing that we have to look at and say, so how can we prove ourselves to these other places? And I think that goes back to your question about, you know, um, the universities and, and online. And so we're still at that point of where we want to be and how we want to do it. And we have to recognize not everybody sees it the way that, that uh, Gallo or, say, Warren Buffett or even uh, Melinda Gates see it. You know, they see communication as being something that's probably one of the greatest things you can you can learn how to be comfortable with. Well, I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap it up. We can't, can't we'll sum it up any this. better than that. Yeah. I think we'll continue this. That yes. would be good. Yes, I think because it is ever-changing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.